go. Hey, uh, thank you guys for coming out this evening. I am excited. I always try to stay excited, but I'm excited about this evening. Uh, We have have been on on a journey this year to really accomplish four things. Uh, We want to to get healthier. In every aspect, every way, we want to get healthier. Uh, we want to get better is the second thing. We want to we wanna just work at being better uh, friends, better pastors, better leaders, better, uh, you know, husbands, better wives if you're a wife, better parents if we're parents, and whatever. We want to be better employees. Uh, we want to be in better, better employers. Uh, whatever it is that we need to be better at, we need to be working at being better. And, uh, and so we've been on this track, and then also uh, leadership development. And, and really, that's what I'm going to focus on this evening. Uh, I've called and entitled this evening's message, The Genesis of Leadership. Genesis of Leadership. And, uh, and so we're going to really hone in and focus in on, on leadership tonight. And uh, you, might, you might think this doesn't apply. Uh, this may not apply to you, and I, I hope to dismiss that whole thought in your life. Uh, we're all leaders in some aspect, on some level, we're all leading. And, and so we're going to talk about that. And then the fourth thing is that we double this year. It's uh, something that, uh, you, you know, we're, I think if we do the other three well, that we will double. Amen? Amen. And so we're going we're gonna to be uh, talking about leadership tonight. I want to talk to you about the genesis of leadership. And I was thinking, anytime you're moving forward, there's resistance. How many of you moving forward in God? How many of you sense some resistance uh, from the enemy and just circumstances, situations? And, and, uh, and I'm going to tell you, uh, a lot of people will not stand up and lead because of the resistance that they, that, that they get from being a leader. Uh, leadership has resistance. It's always going to have. It, it's just going to have. Uh, you know, the children of Israel, when God brought them out of Egypt, he, he, he wanted, and his intent was to take them into the, into the promised land. That was his desire. And so he sent 12 spies in, and out of the 12, uh, the, they were all leaders and uh, to spy out the land. And, and out of the 12, guess what? Only only. Two came back, were willing to go in and, and address the resistance. Uh, there were ten that were unwilling to address the resistance. It was too big for them. And, and they didn't have God in the equation. And many times we don't stand up and lead because we, we leave God out of the equation. We just see us in the equation. Uh, you are no longer, hopefully, in Adam, but you are in Christ. You are a brand new creature. You are a, you're a different person. You, you, you are no longer leading and, and living according to your own strength, hopefully. The, now that the life that you do live in the flesh, you live by the faith of the Son of God. And you're walking, you're walking not only, you're not walking in your own strength, but you're walking in the, in the strength and the power of His might. Isn't that right? Paul told a young, a, a young minister called uh, Timothy, he says, Be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus, and the things that you have heard of me commit to faithful men who shall be able to teach others also. But notice here, he says, Be strong not in his own ability, but in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. 
He was telling the young leader, if you're going to lead well, you're going to have to be strong in grace. You're going to have to be strong in who you are in Christ. And, and this is no new idea, Paul, what he was telling Timothy. This was something that originated from the very beginning. From the very beginning, I'm calling it genesis of leadership because it was introduced, leadership was introduced at the very beginning of time. And we all, we are all leading on some capacity in, in, in some area. We may be hopefully leading ourselves well. Leadership really does start with ourself. If we're not leading ourselves well, we're not going to lead others well. We, we, have to, we have to lead our own self well. Too often we're not leading ourselves well because we're not, we're not doing what Scripture says and, and we're failing in our leadership in, in our families, in, on the, in the workplace, wherever we're at, we're failing because we're not leading ourselves well. It starts in our mind. We have to be renewed in our mind. We have to lead our minds well. I, I don't know about you, but my mind, can it can wander. It can wander and it can come up with some crazy thoughts. I mean some just stupid thoughts, like crazy thoughts. It's like, where did that come from? It's like, reel that dude back in, bring that dude captive because this don't belong here. And, and for the longest in my life, I failed because I didn't realize that I had the ability to, I had the ability to reel in those thoughts and lead my, my thought life well. That I don't have to just meditate and think on any old thing, that I can direct my thoughts to think on the things that need to be thought on. That I don't have to sit there and think defeated thoughts, but I can think thoughts that are thoughts that God has intended for me to think on. So I'm going to give you some thoughts to ponder. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to start this out today, and, and, and then next, next first Wednesday I'm going to pick it up, and, and, and then the first Wednesday after that I'm going, to, I'm going to conclude it. So the next two months we're going to be dealing with the genesis of leadership. So I'll, I'll know how good this is if you show back up. I'll, I'll know how well I'm leading if you show back up. And so let's start with Genesis chapter 1. And I, wanna, I truly do want to empower you. I want to impart in you. I want you to be the greatest leader that you could possibly be in every area, in every way. If you're, if, and, 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 you know, we're leading at different times in different, in, on different levels. But we're still all leading. But here in Genesis chapter 1 verse 26 it says this. It says, Then God said, Let us make man in our image. According to our likeness, let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, over the cattle, over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. So God created man in his own image. Notice that I put that in his own image. Now I'm not concluding this, so I'm going to come back to the scripture. I'm going to con- come back and finish uh, uh, reading some uh, verse 28. But I want you to see something. It says, God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him, male and female, he created them. Notice here that we are created in the image of God. 
Let me tell you why people have a problem leading is because they have an image problem. Because they don't see themselves as God sees them. And we need to understand that we are created in his image and God is the leader of all leaders. He is the king of all kings, the Lord of all lords. He is a leader. And we're created in his image to lead here on this earth. We're here to lead this world, not the world lead us. We're here that we're going to find out here in just a moment. We're here to to be the ones that direct this world, not be directed by this world. Scripture says, don't be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of our mind. That we may prove what is the good, the acceptable, and the perfect will of God. Why, why, is, why is it so important to renew our mind? I believe because it gives us the proper image of who we are in, in Christ. Who, we, who He intended for us to be, to lead the way that he wants us to lead. I want you to get excited about this because I'm here to tell you that God didn't put us here to be led by this world. Verse 28 says this, Then God blessed them. Thank God for God blessing us. And God said to them, Who's the them? Be fruitful and multiply. Fill the earth and subdue it, have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, and over every living thing that moves on the earth. Now let's back up on that verse 28 to the very first part of it. It says, and if you notice, I have three different colors. There's be fruitful and multiply, fulfill the earth and subdue it, have dominion. There's, There's three aspects of leadership that I want us to look at over these three months that come, I believe, from those three, those three areas here that I have different, highlighted differently. First of all, be fruitful and multiply means that we were created to be productive. We were created to be productive. You and I, God created us, leaders are created to be productive. Leaders should be productive. Producing out of their lives things that are advancing the kingdom of God, benefiting the kingdom of God, causing the kingdom of God to shine and reign here on this earth. The kingdom of God is what needs to be reigning, not the kingdoms of this world. We need to, we need to see God, God's kingdom taking over this world, not the world taking over. And when he created, he created man and woman, he said, listen, I want you guys to be productive. Be fruitful. Be productive with your life. Produce out of your life. And we're going to talk about that today. That's the first aspect. Secondly, he says, uh, fill the earth and subdue it. We were created to be influencers. We're going to talk about that next, next month. We were created to be influencers. And then lastly, he says, have dominion. Have dominion is that we were created to be leaders. And we're going to talk about what that looks like as, 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 uh, as we get into it in the following month. We're going, to, we're going to talk about leadership and that leaders lead. Leaders are here to lead. It's not a title. It's, it's something that we do. But today what I want to do is I want to talk about how 
We were created to be productive. Every one of us were created to produce out of our lives. There ought to be a flow of, of, of production or fruit coming out of our lives in a, in a variety of different areas. And I'm not talking about spiritual right now. I'm talking about leadership right now. It is, it is spiritual, but it's, I'm not talking about uh, the fruits of the Spirit. I'm not talking about that type of thing. I'm talking about producing out of our leadership. What God wants coming out of our leadership. And how's that going to happen? How are we going to be the best leader that we could possibly be in our families? It, it, it really saddens me, uh, especially among men, that men are not leading in, on the level that they should be leading. It, it really saddens me. It saddens me that women are... You see, especially in the church world, you see more women leading in the, in the church world than you do men. Isn't that something? Thank God for you women. Can we give you a big hand? I'm telling you, I, most, most churches would have to close their doors if it wasn't for women. And that's just a fact. So how are we going to be productive in our leaders? How, I mean, in our leadership. How are we going to produce? Leaders are productive. How are we going to, how are we going to produce in our life? I'm going to give you a, a list of things that I, just in this time that we have together, uh, to, to help you and me be producing out of our lives. Producing uh, results, producing uh, uh, just creativity, whatever it is that God wants to bring out of our life, how are, how are we going to produce that in our lives? Some of these things may be elementary. Some of them maybe you hadn't thought about. I don't know. But I'm going to give you some, I'm going to give you some thoughts, in, and it's going to be quick because I've got a number of things that I want to say. But number one, first of all, I want to just tell you this. Productive leaders grow daily. You're, you're, not, going to, you're not going to produce out of your life if you're not growing, growing leaders are, 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 are the ones that are producing. If you become stagnant, if you become stale in your life, if, you, if you're not moving forward, if you're not, if you're not seeing much movement in your life, it's because you've quit growing. You, you've, you've allowed things to... You you you're living off the you're living off of yesterday's manna. You're not living off of 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 a, a now word, a, 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 a what God's speaking to you right now. Thank God for the word yesterday, but I'm here to tell you that God wants to have give you a word today. Aren't you glad that Abraham did not live off of a word that he had yesterday? Else Isaac would have been sacrifice right thank god that he heard a, a now word when he was about to plunge that knife into isaac Amen. we got we need exposure growth studying reading the word getting with god going in 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 digging into other other people's successes and and learning from them will help you to grow in your leadership. 
I am, I, per, I mean, every day of my life, I purpose to be growing on some level in my leadership. I grow spiritually every day. There's some, I mean, I'm constantly in the Word. I'm growing that away. But I am always, always, probably, if not pretty much daily, growing on some, some aspect of leadership in my life. I'm growing in my leadership. I don't want to grow stale in my leadership. I want to be able to I want to be able to lead people. If I'm not growing, I can't take people where I've not gone myself. And 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 let me just say this, I I uh grow, growth is not easy or else everybody would do it. Because anytime you're exposed to something that requires a demand on you, that means that it's going to require either change or it's going to require pain, or both, and most likely both. It's going to be painful. And so it's going to require something of you whenever, whenever you expose yourself to something. I want you to be the best wife, the best husband, the best parent that you could possibly be, the best church leader that you can possibly be, the best employer, employee, whatever it is, whatever capacity you're leading in, and I want you to be the best that you could possibly be, but it's going to require growth. You can't keep doing what you've always done and expect different results. Isn't that right? So productive leaders grow daily. Secondly, productive leaders focus on being healthy. And I just talked about that, and I've, de- I've dealt with this quite a bit, and I don't have time to harp on it and be on it, but let me healthy things grow. And, and, and I talked about this a, a while back, that, that uh, in, in the, my backyard I had planted some azaleas in our flower box and uh, eight different bushes, a couple of crepe myrtles, and they died over a short, short time. And come to find out it was because... The, the ground was contaminated. And the, and the moral of the story is, is that, that you, can't grow, you can't grow stuff in unhealthy environments. And if we're being unhealthy, then things are not going to grow. We're not going to be productive in our life. So we've got a, we've got a, we've got a purpose to be healthy. I tell you one thing that I'm 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 just I'm on it's a battle it's an uphill battle that that my relationships all of them would be healthy and I and probably more than anything else I find the devil fighting that the the most intimate relationship on the face of this earth outside of our relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ himself is a, is a marriage relationship, and over 50% of them are ending in divorce. If those intimate relationships are ending divorce, let me tell you how many of the other relationships that we have of, around us that are ending in divorce on some level. Because we're not, they're, they're not healthy. It takes work to be healthy. It takes, it takes dig, digging in. It takes exposing. It takes not, not you know, don't go there. But it, ta- it takes opening our heart, okay? Maybe I was the only one that went there, so forgive me. 
All right. It takes, it takes being transparent. How's that? Okay. It takes being transparent with our lives and, and saying, come on, let's, let's, let's iron sharpens iron. Let's work through things. Let's work through life. People are so quick to, to, to not work through things and just uh, skirt around things. Let's work through it. Let's get healthy. And we're going to really dig in next month on, on, on influence and how to make that happen. Productive leaders, number three, I need to, I need to cruise through. Productive leaders work on getting better. I, I talked about, that's one of our focuses, so I'm going to talk about it. And, and we just got to work at being better. And I talked about this with our leaders, our, 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 our dream team this past uh, uh, gathering that we had this past month. And, and I talked about what that takes. It takes that we need to evaluate, we need to tweak, and we need to change if, if, if necessary. And so we need to, we need to be tweaking. And, and uh, I, I've been reminding about this all uh, in my bowling because my bowling stinks right now. <laughs> and, and I've got a cheerleader in our small group, and that's Miss Alicia. She says, it's just going to take a little tweak. It's, I said, it's like, where is that tweak I need to make because I'm doing horrible. <laughs> but we just need to get better. Because we're ambassadors here on this earth. And, and, and here's a thought that I gave our, our team. I, I said this. People come to church at their very worst. That's why we have to come at our very best. We just got to just keep getting better. Let me, let me give you another one because I, I, I'm, I'm not going to prolong this. But let me give you the fourth area I want to talk to you about. Productive leaders refuse, just refuse to maintain. I'm going to tell you this is a this is a struggle in every living soul's life is to maintain to find something that works and just keep doing it. I we're just not going to do that as a church. We're not just going to have church. We're going to we're going to grow a life-giving church that reaches the lost, disciples the found and equips the next generation. We're going we're gonna to help people to experience life, help them to find freedom, help them to discover their purpose, and help them to make a life-giving difference in other people's lives. We're, we're, just, we're just not going to maintain. And, 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 and we want to, if you're, if you're maintaining, then you're not ground-gaining, is what I always say. And, and it's so easy, it's so easy to just maintain and and, and maintain in our life. And, and it's unfortunate. You know, I, I, I was at a, a round table with some pastors and they were teaching there. And, and uh, at the conclusion of, the, of the, uh, that round table day, it was just a few hours that day in Dallas. And, and at the conclusion, they advertised a, a conference that was coming up to break uh, 500 mark. If you want to try to break 500, come to this conference and they'll give you some, you know, some lessons. And one of the pastors in this conf- uh, this roundtable, of course, is Q and A, all kinds of Q and A. And one of the pastors says, "What what part of my team do I bring?" And he said, "He says bring your new people, not your old, because it typically your old people." And I'm not speaking this over my team. He says, typically your old people will not be the ones that will take you to, to the church that, that God wants you to build. 
We want to grow. And the reason is, is that people have a tendency to maintain. Instead of getting better, they get stuck. Employees, when people first go to work at a place, at a, 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 a place of business, oh my gosh, when they're there, they're there on time, they're there early. And they're working and they're plowing away and they're the best employee. And it's like that, 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 that employer's like, man, I made a great hire. And then all of a sudden, after they've been there a while, they put it on cruise and they start maintaining and quit ground gaining. And instead of getting better, they get worse. That's a tendency that all of us can have, that we've got we've to work against. Let me bring it to home. In marriages, how many of us would agree that that happens in marriages? That our marriages quit getting better instead of... They start getting worse instead of getting better. And and the reason is we we quit working at our marriages. We quit quit gaining ground in our marriages. I still, every year, every year I, I still go to a marriage conference. We're going on our 25th marriage uh, uh, our 25th uh, wedding anniversary uh, in May. We're fixing to have it. I know, Rusty. I got a long ways to go, sir. I think, Rusty, y'all had your 40, 47 years. Praise God. Thank. I'm telling you, that's that's awesome. That's awesome. Nothing to it. If there was nothing to it, more people would be doing it. But every every year I I go to a, I go to a conference we go to a conference and we learn. This year I learned watch watch your watch your tone. Watch your tone. Watch your tone. You know you can say with your words you can say one thing three different ways. Have all three different meanings. Watch your tone. Watch your tone. That was one of the things that we learned. And so, and I, we, we recognized that our tones stunk here and there. <laughs> that we had to work on our tone. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Isn't that right, Debbie? Yeah. And so, and, and, and Debbie and Dan, we, we went uh, and, and went to that conference. That was good. So productive leaders refuse. They refuse. They refuse to maintain. They refuse to maintain. Let me give you number five. Productive leaders walk with the wise. Oh, my. First of all, I'm going to be a wise person. I am a wise person. And uh, the Bible says, he who walks with the wise will be wise. We've got to get around people that that are walking in the wisdom of God, that are walking in the word of God and the spirit of God. We've got, to, we've got to make sure that we're pressing into those relationships. I've got some in our house, here in this house here, that I walk with, that's on my team that we walk with. I, I've got some outside of this house. I've got some pastor friends that, I, that I'm constantly uh, in communication with because I know that iron sharpens iron. I get better when I'm around other, other wise people. 
I, I am not going to compromise that. I believe that I'm only as good as the people that I surround myself with. Leaders, small groups, absolutely. Leaders, 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 I believe that our great leaders are because they, they constantly, they're constantly around other great leaders. We've got to walk with the wise. We, we've got to have relationships that are going to challenge our status quo in our lives. Every one of us, even the greatest of leaders, have some status quo that needs to be challenged. And when we get around other people, it, it, it exposes those status quo areas in our life that needs to be challenged. That's why, and I'll, I'll bring it to home, that's why in your marriage, and I know we got a number of married people here, in your marriage, you need to get around some, you need to get around some married folks Married folks that are going to challenge your marriage. Amen. That was funny. <laughs> Absolutely. Let me give you a, let me give you some other just some closing thoughts here. Productive leaders number six. Don't allow excuses. I can't, I, 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 man, I love to harp on this one. But I'm just going to give you what I gave. I, I think I did this at our, 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 uh, our, our dream team uh, gathering. If something is important to you, you will find a way. If not, you will find an excuse. And I'm going to tell you, though, there are so many people who will find an excuse not to lead well and to lead strong. There's, there's, always going to be a, there's always going to be an excuse that we can ad, uh, adapt or adopt. There's always an excuse that we can embrace. And we, we just got a purpose in our heart that we will not, we will not, we will not allow excuses in our life. And, and so we have to create discipline in our life. That, that nasty word, discipline. That nasty thing that, that requires and demands a lot of you. There's nothing wrong with it. It's, it's, I mean, it, it's, not, it's, not a, it's not a bad thing to di- have disciplines in your life that, that's going to make you better. That's going to make you a better leader, a better parent, a better husband, a better wife, a better whatever, a better Christian, a better, a better church leader. Don't allow excuses. Excuses stink, you know? Like armpits. Should have been here in the old days, huh, Bobby, Vicky? When I used to say something else. I've been refined. Y'all got the picture. Seven, number seven, number seven, number seven. Let's move on. Productive leaders expect the best. And, and the reason I included this is because when you're going through life, you're going to have all kinds of disappointing things. You, in leadership, you're going to face all kinds of disappointments. And if you don't watch it, you, you, you will think that the world is going to hell. <laughs> 
and everything around you and everything that you touch and whatever because you 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 just have you're going to have disappointments let me let me let me say this especially if you are an aggressive leader aggressive leaders have a lot of resistance because they're moving it's like I'm moving forward I'm moving forward I'm moving forward I'm moving forward and and let me tell you the devil first of all doesn't like it and let me tell you People in the flesh don't like it. Amen. And let me tell you who the devil uses. Amen. People that are in the flesh. And, 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 and as a result, you know what? You're going to have a lot of opposition. You're going to have a lot of resistance. And, and if you don't watch it, you're going to start, you're going to start expecting, you're going to start expecting the negative instead of expecting the best. And we've got to, we got to be people of faith. we got to know that God's going to work all things out for our good. Uh, to our good. Because we're called and because, we are, because he loves us, we love him. Amen? And so we got to expect the best. And I, the, I, I, we pass by, and I'm constantly reminded of this. We see roadkill, and I've talked about this. And, and there's that, uh, those buzzards out there. We had a couple just uh, down the street. My wife said, what are they doing in town? I said, they're looking for death. They found some. And, and I've said that. You know, buzzards, they, they look for death. They find, what do they, they find what they expect. Hummingbirds, they find what they expect. They find sweet. And I'm going to tell you, you come into any given situation, if you, if you come into it with, with looking for negative, you're going to find negative. And some people have had so much negative all their life that they, they, struggle, they struggle with their faith. They struggle with their leadership. They struggle with their husband. They struggle with their wife. They str- because they're always, looking at the, they're always looking at the negative instead of all the positives. In every relationship, in leadership, we're all going to have to sift through and deal with something negative in the other person. It's just part of it. It's just part of the territory. We cannot allow the negative to overpower all the positive that's in, 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 in the, the people that we're leading. Or the people that we're in relationship with. Husband, wife, children, whoever. We got to expect the best. And I guarantee you, you start, it takes work, it takes discipline, it takes energy. But if you'll do that, you're going to find, you're going to find sweet where everybody else finds death. You're going to walk away. Why is it? It seems like everything good comes to them. That's because that's what they're expecting is the good. You've heard that said. It seems like, man, if something bad's going to happen, it's going to happen to me. Well, that's what you're expecting. When it rains, it pours. You've heard that said, right? We've got to get rid of a lot of those, that stinking thinking and start, start being positive in our... You know, that's one of the values of our church is having a, a positive attitude. It takes energy, it takes work, it takes consistency, it takes, it takes doing what I'm doing today to challenge us to make it happen. Amen? Amen. That's how we'll continue to be productive in our life. That's how we'll continue to lead producing out of our life. Amen?
Next week we'll come back, or next month we'll come back and we'll talk about how to be uh, the influencers that God wants us to be. Let me give you three scriptures, all the same uh, verse, different translations. We'll start from the first one, uh, New King James. It says, the hand of the diligent will rule, but the lazy man will be put to forced labor. Let me read that out of the New Living Translation. It says, work hard, become a leader, be lazy, and become a slave. We'll be enslaved to our circumstances. We'll be enslaved to, uh, to defeat, to, to failure. We'll be enslaved to these th- different things instead of leading. When we, you know, God wants us to lead. The children of Israel were enslaved to the, the wilderness. They never entered in into the promised land that God had for them. They were enslaved to the wilderness because of their stinking thinking. And because of the things, some of the things that I talked about today. And then lastly, out of the Living Translation, it says this. Work hard, become a leader, be lazy, and never succeed. It takes discipline to do what I'm talking about today. If we want to produce out of our life, then we're going to have to discipline ourselves in these, in these areas. I would, I would challenge you to go back online and listen to these and write, write some notes and, and take these down and start working on these things just w- one step at a time. Yeah. Don't try to work on all of them. Just one step at a time and work on these in your life. All right, let's pray. Father, thank you.